Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Command Partners, the top crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. Each week, I interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today, I'm honored to be uh, with Casper with the Doki Watch. Casper, I appreciate you joining us today. Thanks for having me. So the Doki Watch, the world's most advanced smartwatch for kids. Tell us about the product and how it came to life. Sure. Um, well, the idea really came about when we were looking at, you know, what's, uh, what are some of the kids' wearable devices out there currently in the market? And we didn't really see a device that is ho- as holistic as what we're currently offering with the Doki Watch. We are the most advanced smartwatch for kids, like uh, what you just mentioned. But apart from a smartwatch, what it really is is a communication device. It's a safety device. It also is a fitness tracker. Uh, essentially, it's a wearable phone on your on your kid's uh, wrist. And uh, we're the only smartwatch for kids that runs on an Android OS. So it means that basically we could... All the features that you see on there currently, uh, for example, video calling is one of our, our main key features. We're the first and only smartwatch to have this, such a feature incorporated and integrated into our device. There's a voice calling, there's a voice messaging, uh, there's text messaging. Uh, and on top of all the uh, key, uh, basic communication features, uh, there's also the safety aspect of it whereby you know, parents can track their child through GPS tracking, they can set geofences on the companion app where, you know, uh, whenever their, their child reaches a certain location, a certain proximity or area, uh, it'll send a notification to, to, uh, to the parents' uh, smartphones. And, you know, it also has the uh, added benefit of a fitness tracker incorporated onto the device. So it's from, from, a, from a kid's point of view, what we wanted to do was to, to create something that, you know, is really appealing for the, for the kid as well, right? So. What we did was we, we gamified fitness tracking. We made it into something like a, um, like an electronic pet. Uh, if you, you know, if you remember the Tamagotchis back in the days, it's something similar in the sense that, you know, the, the, the pet grows, but in accordance to how active and how healthy you are. So it's almost a win-win situation where you encourage kids, you know, to stay healthy, to move, move around more, you know, and they can also have fun with their electronic pet at the same time. So these are all, you know, just this, uh, <clears throat> some of the features that we have on, on the Doki Watch. But like I said, you know, we, we run on the Android OS, so, you know, we can always enhance and, 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 uh, and introduce new features uh, to the product in the future. So does this mean I need a cell phone plan for my six-year-old? You will need a cell phone plan, but, you know, the good, the good thing about Doki Watch is that, you know, right now, you'll need a micro SIM card, so you'll have to get it from your local uh, carrier. But you, you can actually get a, you know, with AT&T and T-Mobile, I'm sure they have a family plan where, you know, you just, uh, add, you know, a couple, couple of dollars, five dollars to ten dollars a month. You get an additional SIM card, uh, and then it, it runs on a shared data. And, you know, it, it wouldn't cost you a lot to, you know, to, you know, to, to subscribe to a full mobile plan, for example, uh, because you wouldn't need that. You, all you need is to subscribe to an additional, uh, family plan, for example, uh, with, with your local carrier. Gotcha. How much data do you think, you know, on an average month? Uh, I guess it depends on the child, right? Mm-hmm. It's a great question. Um, it really depends because the video calling is the one feature that, you know, eats up the most data. Uh, but uh, everything else, it's, it's as, as far as we've tested for with, with, uh, with our device, 
500 megs per per month is is definitely enough for you know to begin with. So you know everything, all the features runs on data except for uh, voice calls. So voice call runs on GSM, so you need a voice and or talk time in, included in the sim in the sim plan because the reason why we decided to go with GSM instead of a IP call or VoIP is because uh, it, we really wanted to make sure that the call is stable and it's clear enough so that you know when parents are calling their kids it's not choppy you know as opposed to if you're using a you know uh, IP call uh, sometimes where the network is is not as strong you know it, it could become choppy so so with this you know it really guarantees and it really uh, helps make sure that you know whenever Parents are wants to find their child, wants to call their child. You know, they're able to uh, listen to them, and, and it's a very clear, you know, clear, clear voice uh, on the other side. So, do you have a you have a pretty good technical background, Casper? I'm assuming is this what kind of what the product came out of? Yeah, well, we uh, we we have a pretty strong uh, team. Uh, uh, you know, we some of us we've worked. Well, I've worked for Fitbit, for example, and you know, we have people on our team work who work for. Uh, Apple, Lenovo, and all these big uh, tech tech firms. So, you know, from a from a technical background, you know, we we would definitely have uh, have advantage. But at the same time, you know, um, the reason why we really wanted to develop this product was because, you know, we are we us ourselves and some of us has have kids as well. We know that there is a definite need for such a device, especially when we talk about safety, security. Uh, it's something that every parent, uh, you know, really really you know do care about. Uh, especially when we talk about kids six to twelve years old, I mean that's that's the target audience or target user that that we are we're targeting with with uh, Doki Watch. So um, in the market currently, you know the the smart watches uh, that you see, none of them are are standalone devices. For what what, what we boast is that because it runs on a SIM card, it's uh it's like I mentioned before, it's it's essentially a wearable phone on your child's wrist. And this, but with added uh, parental control. So, when before your child gets a smartphone, and and that's our position is that we don't believe that kids six to twelve years old are really necessarily for a smartphone, uh, ready for a smartphone just yet. So, with such a device with like Doki Watch, you know, it provides um, a sense of you know transition. You know, a great device as a transition device before your child is really ready for a smartphone because it gives a child. Some level of independence, you know, they learn responsibility and with, with communication devices like, like, like a smartwatch. But at the same time, you know, you as a parent, you maintain parental control and you can remotely control a lot of, uh, several different aspects of the device through your companion app directly from your, from your smartphone. Impressive. So what have been some of the challenges that you faced, you know, not only going into the, the children's market, but on the technology side? On the technology side, I mean, I would say that the vo- the the video call feature was definitely the the one big challenge for us because it's never been done before. You know, we we have art- we have articles in about us saying that you know we're the first ever smartwatch to feature this uh, to feature video calling capability. Even Apple Watch isn't able to to do that yet. So this is one thing that you know we're very proud of that we're able to um, you know develop, engineer, and innovate. And so, uh, from an engineering point of view, you know, there's a lot of, um, uh, you know, testing that we had to conduct in order to make sure that the video call is, is stable because, you know, we, you know, we, we're making sure that all our servers, especially when you talk about, because we're going to be selling Doki Watch across the world and not just 
in specific, uh, you know, one, one country or two countries. We wanted to make sure that, you know, uh, as, as a user, you know, the, the, the video call is stable enough. So it's not, you know, it's not something, it's not a, uh, you know, something that would cut off easily or, you know, um, the, the, the clarity of the call is something that, you know, we, we've been testing to make sure that, you know, it, it's, uh, it's at least up to our, our standards because we hold ourselves to very, very high standards, uh, when we, when we talk about the development of Doki Watch. Absolutely. No, and I think it, and it shows in the product design and the obvious features that you guys have included. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of work. So let's kind of back up a little bit and talk about, you know, why you guys decided to go with Kickstarter uh, to launch your product. Sure. Um, we actually, we were thinking about several different approaches. Obviously, you know, we were talking to angels and VC investors. And, uh, and in the very beginning, obviously, when, when you start your company, you would talk to family and friends, you know, as for your initial capital startup. But we saw Kickstarter as a great platform to really, you know, get our, get our name out there, get our product out there to in, in front of people's eyes. Because the best thing that, you know, Kickstarter can offer is a great platform to, you know, uh, create more awareness around, around our product, uh, more noise around our product. You know, we, we wanted to make sure that, you know, uh, every, every one of our specified target audiences, uh, you know, they're aware of such a device that exists in the market. So Kickstarter is a great platform where, where, you know, we can, we can talk about our story, you know, and at the same time, obviously to, you know, get, uh, get some funding, funding behind us. But, you know, that's not really, that's not the only thing that we, you know, we were doing, uh, during the Kickstarter campaign. Obviously we had to do our, uh, you know, digital marketing. We had to, uh, do some social media marketing as well. You know, just to just to make sure that you know, there's more traction and more and more traffic going through our our uh, Kickstarter uh, uh, Kickstarter page, and I think we did a pretty good job because you know we you know, where we can say that we're we're the most funded wearable device for kids on any any uh, crowdfunding platform to date. So uh, so you know it's been a, it's been a great <laughs> a great uh, couple of months so far since uh, we we launched on Kickstarter. Absolutely. No, you guys have done really well. Thousands of backers, hundreds of thousands in backing. What was some of that marketing prep work that you guys did leading up to the campaign? You talk about some digital advertising and social media. Which were the elements that truly drove, you know, the most not only funding, but traction for you guys during the active campaign? I think what drew the most traction was, uh, you know, just this media, actually. Um, when we talk, when I say media, I'm talking more about, uh, you know, blogs and, and, and forums and, and tech media, online tech media. We, what we did was we took an approach where we, uh, we, we wrote our uh, press releases and we sent out our press releases before we actually launched on Kickstarter. Now, you know, without really launching on Kickstarter yet, you won't necessarily get much press around your product just yet. But at the very least, we wanted to do that so that once we, once we actually activate our campaign on Kickstarter, the press would at least know and they're aware about us. And, you know, whether we, we get any press around us is really up to, you know, how compelling our product is. And we believe that we did have, have a very, and we do have a very compelling product for, you know, press to have interest around us. So, uh, you know, once we actually launched on Kickstarter, right away we got, you know, uh, many, you know, at least 10 different media outlets or even more, 15 different media outlets, uh, write, writing articles about, about our product. And I think that's what really drove more traffic to to our website and, and even eventually turn, converting that into into pledges and, and funds on on Kickstarter. 
So you guys set a funding goal at $20,000. I mean, obviously that that's pretty low for the technology that you guys were building out. Was that yeah. a strategic decision? It, it was a pretty strategic decision from our side because um, for us, 20000 was really uh, an arbitrary number, if you will, because uh, as you know, with a technology as, as uh, like, like our device, you know, it requires much more than just 20 k to develop it. But we did have funding and we were in, in quite a healthy financial position already before we actually launched on Kickstarter. So Kickstarter was really a platform for us to really try to get more awareness about our product in the market. And, uh, you know, and, and for us, you know, we were very overwhelmed by how, how, how successful our campaign was because now, now uh, on Kickstarter, we've raised about $312,000 and, uh, we, we just shifted our, our campaign to, uh, to Indiegogo about a month ago and we're on Indiegogo on, uh, on their in-demand, uh, on their in-demand campaign for about a month now. So, like I said, you know, the funding wise, with with such a device, you know, obviously it requires much more than just 20k. But you know, uh, we we knew that you know we were going into this, knowing that we have a good financial position, and that's that's the guarantee that we want to give all our backers because we want to tell them that you know basically we're this device is going to be manufactured with no, with no with no problem at, at all because we're very we're very confident that we're able, we're going to be able to ship our our first batch of products. In May, which is uh, what we've um, what we've um, uh, set as our target uh, shipment date for our first batch of products to our Kickstarter uh, backers. So that's something that you know we we're still very well on track. Excellent, great to hear. Uh, well, that brings us into our launch round of rapid fire questions. Casper, you ready to go? Sure. What is your life quote slash success quote or business quote that you live by? Um, it might sound kind of cliche, but I think, uh, you know, work hard, play hard. You know, for us, you know, even at Doki Technologies, our, our whole team, we're, you know, we're, we're relatively young. Some of us are young parents, you know, and, you know, we, we understand, you know, we got to put the work into it to make sure that, you know, our, our business is successful. But at the same time, you know, we want to make sure that the culture that we built within the company is one that is open. And at the same time, you know, we, we, we do have fun whenever, uh, you know, we can. And so, but, but that's not to say that, you know, we don't put the work into it, right? So, you know, we, we do, we do a lot of focus group with parents, with, with kids, you know, all of which I think it, it, it has a lot to help with, you know, eventually with our business success. But at the same time, you know, we, we learn about our, our end consumers. We learn about, you know, what our, what kids want and what parents want at the same time. And I think that's something that we, we really enjoy throughout this process of, creating this business because at the end of the day, you know, what well, you know, this is, this is something that we believe can really help consumers and users, right? It's not something that, you know, we just thought that, you know, want to sell, sell a ton of these devices, but we, we, we do believe that we were really trying to help and enhance the lives of, of, of both parents and kids. Absolutely. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? For me myself, you know, I, I always knew I wanted to come out and, you know, do my, you know, create my own business and start my own startup because I, I wanted to develop something that can really create an impact in, in this world. No matter how small, you know, whether, you know, for us, Doki Watch, it, it is a safety device, but at the same time, I believe that, you know, if you're, if our device can, you know, save even one child or two child, you know, uh, you know, when, and when they're in danger or, 
when they're in a need, they need to find their, their parents. You know, we believe that, and I believe, personally, I believe that this is something that, you know, is really helping, you know, the, you know, the social, the social aspect of it, but also, and also the, uh, the world, because, you know, as, as we know, a lot of developing countries, there are still, you know, kidnappings and, you know, kids getting, getting lost is still a, a very, um, common situation, unfortunately, and in some, in some areas of this, of this world. And I believe that, you know, this particular product can, you know, can, can help in, in many ways. If you could meet any entrepreneur throughout history, who would you meet? Uh, throughout history, I think, uh, I think it'll have to be Steve Jobs. I mean, he's, 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 uh, you know, he's, 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 he's a legend. You know, I think, you know, any, any entrepreneur and any, any startup, especially in tech, uh, like we are, you know, we, we definitely look up to him. And, you know, it's, it's something that uh, I would definitely, if, if there were ever opportunity to go back in time to meet Steve Jobs, I think that's something that, you know, that's one person I would really love to meet. What would you ask him? I think I would ask him how he, how, you know, what were some of the challenges that he faced after, um, you know, he was basically pushed out of uh, Apple, you know, back in, I think it was 1980, forget when, you know, but, uh, but I think it's, it's something very, you know, very real because, you know, looking into the future, if, if we are successful, you know, one day when there's more board members on our, on our, on our team, you never know what, what could happen, you know? So it's something that it's, it's a, it's an inspiration to see that, you know, he, 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 he's come full circle, you know, and, you know, he, he was pushed out from Apple and, you know, eventually he was able to come back to Apple and, you know, create the, you know, the most successful and, most valuable company in the world, you know? So that's something uh, that we, we and my, myself definitely look up to. What's your favorite business book? A business book? Uh, I don't believe I have a favorite business book. I think I, I, I like to learn by, the, by experience and, and I learn by on the job. And that's why I think as a startup, you know, we are very early stage. It's still going to be a long learning process for us. So, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be setbacks, you know, that's not, nothing's going to be completely smooth, but, you know, we learn on the process. And I think that's the best, the best book that you can have, you know, the, the, the book that you create yourself, you know, through experience. Favorite musician? Uh, favorite musician, I don't know, I, I actually don't necessarily have him, but I, I guess, um, John Lennon, you know, I like, I like, I love the Beatles, um. And, uh, you know, I think he's, he's a great musician. Fair enough. Final question. Where do you see crowdfunding in five years? I think crowdfunding in five years, uh, we'll see a lot of, uh, crowdfunding turn into more equity funding, uh, platforms. I think we, we're, we're actually seeing a lot of those right now. I think there's good and bad to that. Yeah. I think as a startup, you never necessarily, you never really want to lose equity in the very beginning stages. But at the same time, you know, if it could get you the resources necessary, necessary to, to scale up and, and expand your business to the next level, I think, um, you know, I think it, it could be, it could be a win-win situation. So we'll really have to see about that. Well, I got one more question then. Do you think you guys will go into equity crowdfunding post campaign? I don't believe so. Uh, because we are, like I mentioned, we are quite, we're in a very uh, healthy uh, financial position at the moment. And, uh, we do have a lot of interest from VCs already as we speak. So we're talking to them. Disney, for example, the Disney accelerator, they, they've approached us as well. 
So, uh, you know, so, so it's looking good for us. And I, I don't believe we necessarily need to put uh, DokiWatch onto equity crowdfunding platforms, at least in the short term. Awesome. Casper, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Um, finally, please give our listeners your pitch. Tell us what you're all about and where people should go and why they should buy a Doki watch. Sure. Um, I think uh, with Doki watch, it's the most advanced smartwatch for kids. Uh, for kids ages 6 to 12 years old, it's a great transition device before your child is ready for a smartphone. So, you know, uh, for you as a parent, you're able to track your child. You're able to call, voice call, uh, video call, uh, message your child. All the key and basic communication features are, are all you know, capabilities that our, our smartwatch offers, uh, plus the added benefit of the safety side where, you know, whereby you can track your child's location uh, and, uh, you know, set geofences, uh, make sure and ensure that your child is safe at all times. We are on uh, Indiegogo right now on, on in-demand. So, you know, if you if you are interested in our product, you know, you can go over to uh, Indiegogo and just search DokiWatch, D-O-K-I-W-A-T-C-H, DokiWatch. Um, and you'll be able to find us. And uh, we look forward to, uh, to, you know, to speaking with you, hopefully. Awesome. Casper, thank you so much for being on the show. And everyone, thank you for tuning in and coming on. We'll, look, we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a better business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and share it with your friends. If you need a more hands-on crowdfunding marketing strategy, please visit our website at commandpartners.com and request a quote. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you next time.